0: I'm going to have to clean off this pulpit here just a little bit. <laughs> good morning, everybody. It's good to see you all. I'm glad that you're here today. I'm glad to be back. Sadie and I loved our time at this church a long time ago, back in the early 2000s. And uh, some of y'all look like you're older today than you were back then. I, I, I haven't looked in the mirror myself lately. Tut? No, sir. Yeah, <laughs> You know, I could have said, this is my first time to be here, and everybody said, amen. Yeah, we've... I tell you what, it's amazing what happens to the memory as you get older, isn't it? We'll just leave that alone, just like it is. Well, I didn't come to entertain, or to be funny, I came to preach today. I'm thankful that Brother Adam thought enough of me to call me, to ask me to fill in for him, so we want to pray that he and his family are having a good time. Gathering with family. We just got back from a family gathering in Maggie Valley with three of Sadie's siblings and had a good time riding around and going up through all the curves and all the valleys and looking at everything, but it was really great. Uh, I want to share a simple message to you today from the Psalms. So if you'll start turning to Psalm 116, that's going to be our text today. I read the Bible through every year. I was doing that when I was here. I still do that today. But somewhere along the way, earlier this year, when I read the 116th Psalm, something just jumped out at me, and it's a little phrase, as long as I live, so my sermon title today is as long as I live, and then there's some dot, dot, dots after that to say as long as I will live, what's going to happen after that? Well, there's a lot of things in this Psalm, and I hope that it might become one of your favorites, because I'm going to read every bit of it, and uh, pray, and then... We'll trust the Holy Spirit to inspire the preaching of His Word and the hearing of His Word so that we can figure out something because it doesn't make any difference how old you are or how young you are. You can still say, as long as I live. And sometimes we say that just kind of casually. As long as I live, I'm not ever going back to that restaurant. As long as I live, I'm not ever going to do this. As long as I live, I'm going to do this every day or I'm going to do this all the time. So we make promises like that. So we understand that as long as I live is relative, and it's all about God's control. My days were numbered before I was born according to Psalm 139. And so were years. But there's a little scripture in Ecclesiastes, I'll point it out to you a little later, that you want to jot down to say what happens to those who don't take good care of themselves. So if you will, just stand with me again for the reading of God's Word. And remain standing, I'll pray a brief prayer and we'll get started preaching. Listen to God's Word. I love the Lord because He hears my prayer and my, prayer, my voice and my prayer for mercy. Because He bends down to listen, I will pray as long as I have breath, or the King James, the New King James says, as long as I live. Death wrapped its ropes around me. The terrors of the grave overtook me. I saw only trouble and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord. Please, Lord, save me. How kind the Lord is, how good He is, so merciful, this God of ours. The Lord protects those of childlike faith. I was facing death, and He saved me. Let my soul be at rest again, for the Lord has been good to me. He has saved me from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling, and so I will walk in the Lord's presence as I live on this earth. I believed in You, I said. I am deeply troubled, Lord. In my anxiety I cried out to You. Those people are all liars. What can I offer to the Lord for all He's done for me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and praise the Lord's name for saving me. I will keep my promises to the Lord in the presence of all His people. The Lord cares deeply when His loved ones die. O oh Lord, I am Your servant. Yes, I am Your servant born into Your household. You have freed me from my chains. I will offer You a sacrifice of thanksgiving and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of His people in the house of the Lord in the heart of Jerusalem. And it ends with this, praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you again for the privilege we have on this beautiful Lord's Day together, together as the people of God to worship you from this sanctuary. We know that you are here, Lord. You are present in this place today. You've been present in our songs and our praise, our worship. You were present during the Bible study hour. Now, Lord, we claim your presence and your power in this service today. Lord, I just humbly pray that you'll anoint the preaching of your word today that as simple as it is, And as clear as I hope it will be, that it will make an impact upon every person here today so that we will have promises that we'll make to you, Lord, as long as we live. Lord, we pray because we are troubled about our nation, troubled about the way things are going, troubled about the way things are not going the way they should as a righteous, godly nation. We pray that on November the 8th, you will bring change in Washington, D.C. that will make a difference, Lord, in the things going forward. We know that you love our nation. We want to become one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And pray that we will elect the people that will help us to get there. But God, put your hand upon our nation and lead us and guide us and direct us. Father, we just thank you so much for the privilege we have to live in the land of the free and the home of the brave. I want to pray for this congregation, Lord, that you'll just to encourage this congregation, build it up. Bless these faithful members who are here today and bless those who could not come today. We pray for Pastor Uh, adam and his family that they'll have a great time together and that you'll let this be a refreshing time for him and anoint him as he preaches and bless him in all the work that he and his wife do lord out of town we just pray for them lord we commit ourselves in this time to you and we pray believing and expecting in jesus name amen Now, I want to arrange the sermon around some three simple things, so I'll tell you now what they are. Now, I love the the fact that on the back page of your bulletin, you have a place for notes, so if you want to jot these down. Now, the the reason I tell you that is because sometimes people wonder, how long is this fellow going to preach today? Well, I, I am an A to B person. That's the way I live. That's the way I walk. That's the way I talk. In fact, my wife and all other people say, would you please slow down when you're preaching? I don't know how. <laughs> I just want, I want to get it out. I want to you to hear it. Okay, number one, praise to the Lord as long as I live. Number two, pray to the Lord as long as I live. And number three is serve the Lord as long as I live. So there's three verbs there, things that you and I can all do, and you'll see how simple that is as we move along. And I'm taking this theme of as long as I live from the psalmist who said that. Now, the first of these, of course, is praise to the Lord. It's kind of interesting that the last phrase in the psalm was praise the Lord. That's the word hallelujah. When we sing the little children's song, praise you the Lord, hallelujah, the word "Praise, praise you the Lord is hallelujah and the word hallelujah. So we are repeating ourselves on that, but it's a good praise. Now, most of the 150 psalms are about praise, especially near the end of the book of Psalms, starting Somewhere about 150, go up 100, go into 150, you'll discover that the theme is praise the Lord, praise the Lord. So, and we do that when we sing. And thank you, Cheryl. Thank you for these two sweet, faithful ladies who play the instruments for being here to help us with that. Now, especially like verse 13, where the psalmist says, I will praise the Lord for saving me. Now, I know that people have problems, people have challenges, people have difficulties, and sometimes. The problems we are living with and the challenges we face cause us sometimes not to be in a praiseworthy attitude or disposition. But the psalmist says, I will praise the Lord as long as I live. Praise Him because He saved me. Now Sadie loves to hear me tell my story about being saved. When I go, every time I preach in a new church or a church I haven't been in for a while, I have to tell people about the pee patch. The psalmist said, I'm thankful that the Lord saved me. And in 1960, picking dry peas in a pea patch in Slocum, Alabama. Now, I've always said that my dad and my two sisters were picking one row, and I must have been picking two rows because I kind of was lagging behind them for some reason. But I started singing the little hymns that I knew from church, hymns like we sing today, today. And I was singing those songs, and all of a sudden, something happened to me. I stopped singing. I stood still, still. The, the, that cotton sack with pea patches was tugging on my shoulder but the Holy Spirit was tugging on my heart and I looked up and I said Jesus saved me and I declare I had an experience then I was like the Paul on the road to Damascus it was like I, uh, it was like Moses at the burning bush something happened to me that day that changed my life I didn't understand it all then I've understood it a whole lot better by and by but I all got saved that day and that has changed my life transformed my life and made me who I am and what I am, and I'm thankful for that. Now the psalmist in verse 13 says, I will praise the Lord for saving me. He got saved from some challenge, some physical health challenge. He says in verse 3, death wrapped its ropes around me, and the terrors of the grave overtook me. But he uses the language about salvation, and, and I appreciate him saying that, the Lord saved me. Now, let me ask you this question. Can you testify today the Lord saved me? If you can't say it with me, the Lord saved me. Amen, praise God for that. He saved us and He separated us and He wants us all to be saved. And I've, I'm going to uh, I, I want to assume everybody here is a born-again believer, but I trust that you are, if you're not, today's a good day for you to do like the psalmist, to be saved, be saved. You don't have to go to a pea patch. you don't have to go anywhere you can be saved right where you are because God is at work for good. Now that's the most important event that could ever happen in a person's life. And I believe that we should praise the Lord every day for our salvation, our relationship with God as our Father, Jesus our Savior, our Lord, our Master, the one we follow every day, and the Holy Spirit who lives in every believer. He's our helper. He's our guide. He inspires us. He encourages us, and He helps us. I tell you what, you can't help but praise the Lord. Amen? You just can't help but praise the Lord because He is so good to us. Because we're God, we're children of God. I want you to look at some verses with me. Verse five, let me, let me just look at verse five. He says, "How kind the Lord is! How good He is!" In verse seven, the second part of verse seven, the Lord has been good to me. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. The King James or others may not quite say quite the same. Verse eight, He has saved me from death. Verse thirteen, He says, "I will lift up the cup of salvation and praise the Lord for saving me." And then again in verse seventeen. He says, I will offer you the, a sacrifice of thanksgiving and call on the name of the Lord. So this psalmist was a man who loved God, who praised God, and we kept doing that over and over again. And that's what we did in the worship service, Cheryl. Music is about praising the Lord. It may be about edification, it may be about encouragement, but ultimately it's all about praising the Lord. And do you remember those old songs we used to sing? I love the one that says, I don't know what you came to do, but I came to praise the Lord. Amen. And then one of my favorite songs, To God Be the Glory, ends this way. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear His voice. I want to encourage you this morning to wake up every day praising the Lord. You know, some people wake up and say, Good Lord, it's morning. You need to wake up and say, Good morning, Lord. Amen? If you say, Good morning, Lord, and say, Lord, I'm glad you gave me another day to live. Now, when you get as old as as Nolan and I are, You appreciate every day. Amen? I wake up and say, Lord, and when I sit in my prayer chair, I say, Lord, you have given me one more day. And I want to praise you and thank you, and I do a whole lot of that. And I want to live today in such a way that my life will represent you, it will please you, but I'll start every day praising the Lord. So I want to encourage you today in your life to praise the Lord. Now that's the first one down. The second one is about praying as long as you live. Now, that's clear in verse 2, and this is where the sermon came from. This is how God spoke to me. I was reading this. I love the Lord because He heard, hears my voice and my prayer for mercy. Verse 2, because He bends down to listen, I will pray as long as I have breath. There are several places in the Bible, Daniel and other Psalms, where the psalmist says again and again, I will praise God as long as I live. I will, I will pray to the Lord. Praise the Lord. I will pray to the Lord as long as I live. Because it states the reason for doing it, as long as I live, I will pray. His powerful affirmation is that God is our Father, Jesus is our Savior, the Holy Spirit dwells in us, and when we pray, God hears our voice. So the conclusion should be appropriate for you because he bends in the ear to listen to my prayer. Can't you, can't you just think of that? This is some psalmist speaking in human language. When we pray, God bends an ear to hear us. Now I know you've probably been around folks that, that whose hearing is not good, and they say something. You say, "Now what did you say?" You bend it. You, you do that. You literally do that. You bend over to an aged person, maybe someone who's on their deathbed. They can't very, can't very talk. You they whisper, "Say, what did you? What did you say? Say that again. I want to hear you when you say." So let, think about that. Because He bends an ear to hear us when we pray, the Son says, I will pray as long as I live. Now let that sink in. You know, I learned one one of my most helpful courses in high school was geometry. I've never used geometry since the day I took the course, but I did like the way you set things up. It says, if this, if this, if this, then. There's some presuppositions, and then there's a conclusion, and that's what the psalmist said: "If God bends an ear to hear my prayer, then I will pray as long as I live." Think about that. Now, the promise, the premise is that God hears our prayer, and the result is we will never stop praying. Now, let me let me address a little issue of unanswered prayer, because somebody just thought in my mind, brother Bill, you just don't know. I prayed about a prayer. I've got some prayers, I've been praying the same prayer for years and years and years about salvation for some members of my family. Some of them are not saved yet, but do you think I'm going to say, well, I think I might as well quit praying about that. No, I'm not. I am not going to stop praying about people to get saved. I'm not going to stop praying about that. God hears every prayer we pray, and when we pray, Lord, thy will be done, we pray and leave it with God. There are no unheard prayers, but we just have to trust God that He's working out a better plan for us and for those for whom we pray. Now let me ask you this morning, has God ever answered one or more of your prayers? If He has, say amen with me. Amen. All right? If only one of my prayers was answered, I would still pray every day. My, my, My best prayer that was answered was when I said, Jesus save me praise god when he answered that prayer that changed my life when you prayed to ask jesus to save you that changed your life so we can keep doing that the bible tells us that we are to pray without ceasing now sometimes it's funny to me i have a great sense of humor i mean most everything's funny to me i aggravate my wife poor wife to death for she says what are you laughing about i said that was just funny when you, hear, when you say pray without ceasing, you know the word ceasing is awfully close to that. I believe a lot of pray, people pray without ceasing, ceasing, ceasing. We are to pray without ceasing. You see the difference between that? So the Bible is telling us don't ever stop praying. Don't ever give up. If you're praying about a burden that you have, a burden that your spouse has, a burden that some member of the family has, and that burden has not been lifted yet, don't stop praying. Don't give up. Don't give in. I've got a folder at home that's about this thick of prayer requests that I've gathered over the years. And I tell people, I say, when you, when you get in my prayer folder, you will be there till Jesus comes or until something happens. We ought to be praying like that. We ought to pray, pray, pray. So I want to encourage you to follow the example of the psalmist who was inspired to pen the words of Psalm 116 and follow his logic. And reasoning, Say to yourself, because God always hears me when I pray, I will pray as often as I can. Now, sometimes I think when, when we pray and we don't get the answer we like, I believe we just have to trust God that He's working out a better plan than what we thought needed to be done. Amen? Trust God. Trust God. All right, the third simple thing is this. As long as you live, you need to serve the Lord. Now, if you'll notice that in verse 16 in the psalm. The psalmist says, Oh, Lord, I am your servant. I, yes, I am your servant born in your household. So that's where I get the third theme is that of serving the Lord. The psalmist says, Lord, I want to serve you. God has answered his prayer. He saved the man from sickness or, disease or death or something. And so he says, I want to pray. I want to praise you as long as I live. Look at verse 13. Look at the, look at the I wills. I want to serve you. I will lift up the cup of salvation. 14, I will keep my promises to the Lord. Verse fifty, the verse of seventeen. I will offer you a sacrifice of thanksgiving. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord. So, he's saying then that one of the ways that we serve God is to to keep our promises, fulfill our vows, and to be faithful stewards. And I know that this church is the faithful steward because you would not be where you are, you will not have what you have if y'all weren't faithful stewards. And I know that that God, this is the this is a God loving, God serving people. So. We need to, I believe what we need to do is we need to renew our commitment to our Heavenly Father, to the Lord Jesus, to the Holy Spirit, to to say, Lord, I want to serve you as long as I live. I want to praise you as long as I live. I want to pray as long as I live. But I want to serve you as long as I live. Do whatever we can, wherever we can. We have an awesome helper in us. I want to share with you a couple of your favorite verses. Love, don't you love Philippians 4.13? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If that's not your one of your favorite memory verses, you need to get it. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And then I love Ephesians chapter 4 verse 20 where he says, We are able, Ephesians 3.20, We are able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to His power that works in us. Think about that we are able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, not because we've got it, but because we have a power in us. That's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has unlimited power. He works in our lives to bring about good, and any good that comes from our lives or any service that we do, I I believe that, that, that if I have ever preached a sermon in my entire lifetime, that was of good to help people. is because the Holy Spirit was working in me. I, I can, what I tell, you, I've, I had an interesting experience. Uh, when I when I came uh, came to the First Baptist Church of Hoke's Buff as pastor, fell in love with one of the deacons there. He was a big help to me. gave me gave me a Bible. And when, when anybody gives a preacher a Bible, I tell you what, you are endeared to that person for life. I still have that Bible, but this this man died, and. Uh, I was so nervous and so just out of sorts to get up and preach his funeral service that I had, a, I had an experience I've never ever had before again. I was standing up preaching and it's like I was part of me was standing behind, back behind. My body was up there, but my spirit back here. How are you doing that? I, I was actually it was like an out-of-body experience. So I, I'm not telling you that's a that's pattern for anybody. But I just know that when the Holy Spirit gives you an anointing, He gives you power, you can do anything. We can do anything for Jesus. We can do anything for the Lord. Because that's what He wants us to do, serve Him. Serve Him. Now, to serve you need gifts, right? Somebody sitting right here this morning says, Brother Bill, you don't know me, but I ain't got no gift. That's how we're talking Slocum. I ain't got no gift. I have no gift. I'm not gifted. You you must be talking to the rest of these people. Well, the Scripture is going to make you out to be a fibber, okay? Listen to this. Ephesians 4, verse 7. God has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. Did you notice that each one? Nobody left out. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. Since Paul makes it clear in the text, let me read it to you. Now, I'm not going to turn to Scripture. I wrote, I copied it and wrote it, got it on a separate sheet. Let me read to you 1 Corinthians 12, verses 8-11. through To one person the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another and to someone else the Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages while another is given the ability to interpret what has been said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. Now that's First Corinthians 12, 7 to verses 8 to 11. Romans 12, 6 through 8 is the third place where gifts are specified. It, spe- it starts out like this. In His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing different things. And as some of us could have said when I, on that last list, I don't believe I qualify for one of those. I don't believe I can do one of those. I'm not one that can speak in tongues. I cannot interpret tongue speaking. Listen to this one. This is very practical. This is Romans Chapter 12, verses the second part of verse 6 through verse 8. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. Everybody can do that. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have the gift of showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Now think about that. There are people who have gifts to prophesy, to preach, to teach. We're not, this is not a tongue-speaking church, so I think us Baptists kind of got left out on that most of the time. But I, I, if they if they speak in tongues, they have at it, okay? The only rule is, if there's nobody there to interpret, no one should speak in tongues. But we're gonna leave that alone, okay? That's the that's the extreme part of the gifts. But you know what? Everybody has the gift of kindness, the gift of encouragement, the gift of cheering people up, the gift of helping people. There's not a single person listening to me today that cannot do those last gifts that were listed in Romans. He says, If your if your gift is encouragement, encourage everybody. Now you you know, I, I've learned uh, Satan I like to eat out. I, I bet some of you do too and I like to tell a waiter or waitress when they leave the ticket you did a good job you would not you'd be surprised a number of people who look at you and say, oh thank you, thank you. Or how's everything going for you today? Oh it's going pretty good. How about you? Oh every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. you know it's just amazing how simple it is to be kind and to be encouraging, And the Scripture is telling us here, as long as we live, God wants us to serve. I am retired from preaching as a full-time pastor, but I'm not retired otherwise, amen? We don't ever retire from being a Christian. You don't ever retire from serving the Lord. You don't ever retire from doing what you can to encourage people or help people. And in this church, there's a lot of gifted people that do it. There's people that do what they can, as, as good as they can, as often as they can, as wherever they can. Keep it up, folks. Keep it up. Because one of our mottos ought to be, I'm going to serve the Lord till the day I die. That's another way of saying as long as I live. Amen? It sounds better to say as long as I live, I'm going to serve the Lord. Amen? So whatever kind of gift that God, the Lord has given you, I encourage you to use that. Now, I trust that our simple focus on three simple things has been not only simple but doable. Doable, from the youngest now some of these little ones uh, they could have, they might qualify with that the youngest with, under, with with a little understanding to the most mature of us. Our days were allotted to us before we they were before we were born, and if we do not take risks or, have, or make, make bad health decisions and we do things well, do we'll live out our time. Now, if you wonder about what happens to some people. There's an interesting verse. I'm just going to let you read it later. Write it down. Ecclesiastes 7, 17. Write it down and go look at that later. Our days were allotted to us before we were born. If we do not take risks, do not make bad health decisions, do all things we ought to, we will live out our time. Amen. So I believe the most important thing we can do is to live a life that is positive and productive and begin a serious focus today on praise prayer and serving the Lord and commit on doing that as long as we live you young folks you got a long time to serve the Lord got a long time to pray a long time to praise the Lord so start now if you I say well brother Bill I've been doing that we'll keep it up let's all start let's make a new commitment to do that there's nothing more pleasing than for us to live a life that is that, that follows the example of Jesus There's two little verses in the Bible about Jesus that are not really prominent. You don't hear anybody preach about them or talk about them very much. In Acts chapter 10, verse 8, Luke recorded these words. Jesus went about doing good. You and I can go about doing good wherever we are. The second one is from Mark chapter 7, verse 37. Jesus did all things well. We have a song for that. Jesus went about doing good. Jesus did all things well. I know in my heart that you and I can imitate Jesus in doing those simple things. So isn't it simple today? You said, I was expecting a really theological sermon, Brother Bill. I wasn't expecting something so simple as this. The older I get, the more simple things become. The simple things are the most important. From my heart and my soul and my spirit and from the Word of God, I want to encourage you to keep praising the Lord as long as you live. That's a no that's a no-brainer. I would encourage you to pray as long as you live. I bet you I'm looking I'm not looking at one single person in this church who's not a praying person. I believe you're all praying people. Just pray, pray, pray. And expand your prayer life. You know, sometimes we pray for I, my, me, and mine and no more? I told Sadie, she had uh, six living brothers and sisters when we married, down to four living brothers. And they all have children, and the, chil- and, they, and the children have children. I said to her one day, I said, do you realize how much you have, you, how, how much longer my prayer list is since I've been praying for Lloyd and Floyd and Roy and Russell and, and Katie and, and uh, Janie? And all their kids, all their kids. Why? I love to pray. I love to pray for people. You and I can do that. Expand your prayer. Now, if God has spoken to you today about these simple things and you want to make a, a commitment and say, Brother Bill, I want, I'm not doing all I could do. I want, to, I want to do better. Today's the time to do it. I want to pray for you. Then we'll have our invitation. Lord God, it just doesn't get any simple, more simple than this. That as long as we live, we will praise. As long as we live, we will pray. As long as we live, we will serve. Lord, I know this message does not fall on deaf ears, but I know it falls on ears of people who say, we understand that. We're doing that already. Lord, just help us all to do it better. And Lord, I pray that you'll put your anointing upon this church to be a gospel lighthouse and pray that, as people ride by on the road, the busy road outside, that they can see a message or hear a message or just know that there's some godly people that come to church here on Sunday mornings and on Wednesday nights and serve you and have special events like fall festivals and Vacation Bible School and much more. Lord, let this church be your your, your church in this community and let it impact the people who live here. I thank you for the privilege I have to be here today, Lord, and we pray that during this time, if someone has a decision to make or... or Make a deeper commitment that they'll do it today. We ask it in Jesus' name because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Amen. Gerald.